This is Ria. Welcome to Little Stories for Tiny People. And all the other creatures that listen. I hope that covers everyone. See, I've been getting more emails from listeners who continue to be, well, frustrated by the name of this podcast. I've received two emails recently from baby dragons who apparently have laptops. Also, from people who are bigger than tiny and who want to be included. And I get it. The name can sound limiting. But it's just a name at this point. Does it really matter? Look, if you are a creature I haven't mentioned, you can feel free to email me and let me know that you listen too. Are you a koala? Or are you, perchance, a penguin? I would love to hear from you. Our story today is another installment of the Sleep Train series. So get your pajamas and your weighted blanket and settle in for liftoff on the sleep plane. Let's get to it. Take it away, Sophia. Remember, there are no pictures. You have to imagine the pictures in your mind. You can imagine them however you want. Okay, let's go. Lambden brushed his teeth, meditated, fluffed his wool, and pulled on his pajamas. He rested his head on his pillow. He always liked to hear the all-aboard call at least once before pressing the button beneath his pillow that would drop him into the tunnel where he'd board the sleep train. So he waited waited. He didn't hear anything except for nighttime noises outside his window. Lambden peeled back his pillow to reveal his button. He pressed it with his hoof, bracing himself for the swirling cloud to stream out of the button to carry him to the tunnel where the sleep train would be waiting. The great swirling cloud did not come. Instead, there was a polite cough of cloudy air. (coughs) Then, a recorded message from the sleep train tour guide, a towering moose. Did I press the right... Oh, yes. (laughs) We'll edit that out. Good evening. We come to you this evening with great... Nay, extreme... Uh, extreme disappointment. Our award-winning legendary sleep train is out of service due to difficulties of a technical nature. Of a technical nature. Out of service, Lambden thought to himself. The recording went on. However, we believe you will find the silver lining on this particular cloud to be, well, blindingly silver. We cordially invite you to be one of the very first passengers on our sleep plane. It is in tip-top condition and ready to lift off. I'm aboard it right now, and it is... Alert. Alert. Exit plane immediately. Oh, that's just a safety test. 
We are very serious about safety. Maybe we should edit that out too. Now then, be one with the stars on the sleep plane. It's sure to take your sleep. It's sure to take your sleep to new heights. Sleep plane? Ugh, what about the sleep cruise? Some of you may want to opt for our highly rated sleep cruise. Unfortunately, the sleep cruise is... Uh, how shall I put this? Do not say lost. The sleep cruise currently has a misunderstood location. You understand. To board our sleep plane, simply press the additional button that is located beneath your pillow. It should be appearing now. Right on time, a second button appeared beside the first one. Now, <laughs> make sure you press the new button three times to ensure proper transport. We've had a few small, shall we say, hiccups in the new button installation process. Cross wires and such things. Just make sure to press it three times. Not two, and definitely not four. Three. Lambden stared at the buttons. Then he replaced his pillow and rested his head on it. He would not be going on any type of plane. Lambden's sister breezed into the room, wearing her cozy pajamas. A waft of toothpastey air came with her. She sat for a moment, jotting something in her journal, then put some lotion on her hoofs. She fluffed the wool on her head a few times and turned out her light. Lambden heard her let out a small gasp when she pressed her button, and the sparkling puff <coughs> preceded the recorded message. Did I press the right Oh, After yes. the recording, <laughs> we'll she immediately out. pressed her hoof three times to her brand new button. A great swirling cloud streamed upwards, and she vanished. Lambden sighed. He thought of all the reasons why he would not be getting on an airplane. Number one, the sound. He didn't like that loud, unending airplane sound. Ugh. Number two, the cramped seats. What if he ended up next to a very talkative animal? Number three, turbulence. What if there was turbulence? Number four, he simply could not sleep on an airplane. He'd tried. Oh, how he'd tried on every long flight to visit his great uncle Winsterson. Nope, it would never happen. Lambden turned over and tried to imagine himself on the sleep train. He imagined the relaxing music, the cool mist. He imagined the weighted blanket on his wool. He imagined... All aboard! I repeat, all rows are now boarding on the sleep plane. Lambden opened his eyes and listened to the sound from his new button. All aboard, at this time, make your way to gate Z, as we are now boarding. 
Lambden stared up at the ceiling. He heard the nighttime noises outside his window. He heard a ticking sound. He looked at the clock on his wall. The ticking got louder. Lambden tried to pull his wool over his ears. It was no use. He was never getting to sleep this way. Everyone is looking very serious about sleep tonight. And thank goodness you all pressed your buttons three times. Not that anything bad would happen otherwise, of course. There you go. Watch your step. Lambden glanced at his sister's bed. He pictured her settling into her seat on the sleep plane. He remembered all the times he'd been seated next to her as they'd traveled to visit their great-uncle Winsterson. She'd fallen asleep right after takeoff every single time. The nighttime sounds and the ticking went on. Lambden tossed in his bed, trying to block it out. This is the last call for Flight 101 to Dreamland. All passengers must board this very magical plane precisely now. Magical plane? Magical plane? Of course. There wouldn't be cramped seats and turbulence on the sleep plane. It was going to be nothing like those long flights to see great-uncle Winsterson. And with the clock ticking in his ears, and before he could change his mind, Lambden sat up, peeled back his pillow, and pressed his button. Three times, a great swirling cloud streamed upwards. Lambden fell into an airplane hangar. There were no animals lazily milling about in their pajamas. Lambden realized he was the last to arrive. He started to run towards the enormous airplane parked a few hundred feet away. They couldn't have dropped me a little closer to this thing. Next to the plane was an enormous sign that said, Gate Z. Below that, in smaller letters, it read, Let your sleep reach new heights. The towering moose was climbing the stairs to the plane. Lambden heard a chime. He ran faster, his hoofs clomping on the concrete floor. He saw the moose step through the door of the plane. Lambden dashed across the ground and tore up the stairs. He shoved a hoof in the doorframe just before the door shut all the way. Ow! Lambden saw the moose's face through the window. She glanced down with alarm at the sight of his hoof wedged between the door and its frame. She cracked open the door. You didn't, by any chance, press your button five times, did you? No? That would have explained your lateness. <sighs> well, good night. The moose pulled her head out of the door, but Lambden stuck his hoof back in it. Wait, come on. I'm right here. I'm ready to go. Please. I'm very serious about my sleep these days. The chime came again. Lambden could see animals peering down at him from their tiny windows. Oh, Lambden, Lambden, how shall I put this? 
I would love to bring you on board. We are most impressed with your sleep sincerity. Unfortunately, due to an unforeseen snafu in the additional button installation process, this plane is overbooked. Overbooked? There are no more seats. Goodbye. The moose shut the door. Lambden stared for a moment, unable to move. Then he turned and ambled down the stairs of the plane. And now, please take a gander up at the Lambden walked across the empty hangar, his hooves clomping softly. He was near the spot where he'd been dropped from his button when he heard, Get me out of here! Lambden turned to see a koala running at speed away from the plane. Lambden's mind filled with questions. Questions like, why is that koala escaping the sleep plane? And koalas can run? But as he began to consider them, he heard, Oh, Lambden! Yoo-hoo! Lambden, my dear! It was the moose. She was standing in the open doorway at the top of the airplane steps, calling to him. Lambden took a last look at the retreating koala, shoved the many questions out of his mind, and ran to the plane. As soon as he was on board, Lambden was rethinking his life decisions. Lambden's stomach sank as he gazed out over rows and rows of the very full, very cramped, very loud plane. Lambden, dear, it's time for you to take your seat and buckle up. Take off is in mere moments. We don't want you to go skittering down the aisle, now do we? The towering moose gently nudged Lambden past rows and rows and rows until they finally reached row 89. There we are, the moose said, gesturing at the window seat in a four-seat row. Lambden realized this had been the koala's seat, and he knew why the koala had run from the plane. The seat was next to a fox with gleaming sharp teeth, who was looking at Lambden like he was dinner. Lambden stood, unmoving, in the aisle. The moose nudged him. There we go. That's the way. Just another inch. Until finally he squeezed past the other animals and settled in next to the fox. Lambden gulped. Gulp. Uh... Hi. Hello, the fox said with a glint in its eye. Lambden tried not to look at the fox's teeth. He buckled up. The engine rumbled and the plane hummed to life. It drove out of the hangar onto a strip of runway. And like it was nothing at all, as if it were feather light, the plane lifted off the ground into the dark sky. The towering moose stood towards the front of the plane, 
She had a tiny microphone clipped to the striped jumpsuit she was wearing. Before liftoff, we will be passing out sleep snacks. They are now being given out on all sleep trips due to an incident in which one passenger came aboard a little bit removed from its last meal and was seated next to a member of its, well, its desired food species. You understand. The moose shot a nervous look at the fox seated next to Lambden, and Lambden pressed himself against the window. The other animals shifted in their seats. Oh, what does that mean? It means somebody got eaten. <gasps> eaten? That doesn't sound relaxing at all. Within moments, the staff brought around packaged snacks. Lambden sighed with relief when his seatmate gobbled down its snack. Lambden gave his own snack to the fox, too, just to be sure. Martleby came by with blankets. Fuzzy, weighted, or organic flax linen. Uh, weighted, please. Martleby handed over the blanket, along with a pair of headphones. Lambden glanced around and saw the other animals Fuzzy, putting on their headphones. Weighted, he did the same. Organic flax they linen. blocked out all the sounds of the plane. Calming music came through the headphones, and Lambden felt himself relax. Delilah, a rabbit who was a regular on the sleep train, was seated up near the cockpit. She set up her mist machine. A fine, cool mist drifted over the rows of animals, carrying with it a faint, lemony fragrance. Lambden looked out the tiny, circular window beside him, and he gasped when it suddenly expanded, growing in all directions. Lambden looked around. All of the plane's windows had expanded, giving every passenger a generous view of the sky. This is a magical plane, Lambden thought. All around him, animals began to yawn and snuggle themselves deeper into their blankets. Lambden gazed out the window at the dark sky and was surprised to feel himself already becoming sleepy. He felt his eyelids falling. Then, guests, hello. Lambden startled at the sound of the moose's whisper coming through his headphones. He blinked and sat up straighter. Our most serious sleepers are already preparing to drift off. But if I may have your ears for but a moment, I'd like to direct your attention out your windows to our proprietary illuminated clouds. In a twinkling, Lambden saw the dark, billowing clouds outside the plane begin to glow. They radiated with colors that stood out against the blue-black sky. Lambden could hear faint exclamations of wonder from his fellow passengers. This is magnificent! Wow! I'm so sleepy all of a sudden. As we sail higher, drink up that gorgeous waxing crescent moon. 
Next to Lambden, the fox was already curling up in its seat, closing its eyes. Lambden stared out at the crescent moon. Along with the lit-up clouds, the whole thing looked more like a vivid painting than reality. Lambden felt himself relaxing further. The music being piped into his headphones shifted, and the lemony scent from Delilah's mist machine changed to the aroma of ginger and honey. We are now approaching a unique spectacle. For this, we will have to dip in altitude. Nothing to worry about, just a small adjustment to our position. The plane suddenly tipped, nose downward, and began to drop in the sky. The animals perked up, their eyes darting with anxiety. Lambden gripped the armrests as the plane dropped further. He could hear some cries of mild alarm from outside his headphones. I am mildly alarmed by this. Are we gonna crash? I say... What is happening? Moments later, the plane leveled off and seemed to stop moving altogether. It was as if the plane was hovering in midair. The animals hushed. Well, that was entirely as planned. Not worrisome at all. That was, I assure you, a completely safe, completely acceptable method of dropping altitude. <clears throat> Moving on, please direct the windows to your souls to the windows of our plane, and behold, the crowned storks. The animals peered into the darkness. Dozens of flying, brightly lit, crown-wearing storks materialized out of the night. They flew in slow, choreographed circles on either side of the plane, giving every animal a view of their dazzling dancing abilities. Then, all at once, the storks drew tiny golden pocket watches from their vests. They began swinging the pocket watches in circles as they continued to swoop in loops around one another. The looping of the storks was mesmerizing. Lambden stared at the twirling pocket watches. Why do they have pocket watches? Doesn't even make sense. He felt his thoughts getting fuzzy. Animals up and down the plane were drifting off to sleep. After a few more loops and swoops, the storks faded from sight and the plane seemed to lift further in the sky. The glowing clouds surrounded the plane once again. Many of our finest sleepers are already fast asleep. Kudos to them. For those who are still hanging on for more, our final show is one of which we are most proud. Ever so gently, Lambden's seat began to recline, along with everyone else's, until they were all looking up at the ceiling of the plane. Then, the ceiling turned from being a normal, solid airplane ceiling 
into an enormous window spanning the entire length of the plane. The animals that were still awake gazed up at the endless dark sky. How did they do it? It's a feat of engineering. I am filled with wonder. But that was not all. As Lambden gazed up, feeling his eyes getting heavier, he saw something green and spindly emerge on the now transparent ceiling, creeping from the front of the plane to the back. More and more of the green spindly things appeared, beginning to cover the ceiling in an intricate latticework. Are those snakes? Are there snakes in this plane? There are, indeed, snakes on this plane, and they are profoundly welcome. Lambden glanced over at Ralphie, a snake passenger whose eyes darted around nervously before he settled back into his seat. But what you see above you are our bioluminescent vines. Our team of scientists specially designed them to grow at thousands of times the rate of normal vines, and to glow magnificently as they do so. Wow. Beautiful. Whoa. I am filled with awe. Ooh. Whoa. Uh. Lambden gazed up at the window to the sky. He watched as the incandescent vines crept over one another, standing out brilliantly against the night. Their movements were gentle, almost graceful, as they twined around one another. Tiny buds emerged on the vines and slowly, slowly bloomed into leaves. As Lambden watched the vines creeping slowly, their green glow set against the deep dark of night, their leaves stretching out in all directions. He felt his body relax even more. His mind quieted. Lambden opened his eyes. Sunlight streamed through his open window. He saw that his sister had already left for the morning. Her bed was made and a faint toothpaste smell hung in the air. Memories of the sleep plane rolled back to him. The glowing clouds, the crowned storks, the bioluminescent vines. It hadn't been so bad, even with a fox seated beside him but he desperately hoped that tonight he'd get to return to the... What was that? Lambden peeled back his pillow to reveal a paper. A notice, really, from the moose. Dear Lambden, thank you for joining us on the award-winning sleep plane. You are welcome to upgrade your membership so you may reach cruising altitude with us every night. We hope you will join us by following this QR code. Sincerely, The Sleep Crew. There was some fine print at the very bottom edge of the paper. It read, The Sleep Plane has not technically Technically won won any awards yet. 
but we expect it to in the very near future. Also, the sleep train's difficulties of a technical nature have been fully repaired, and it will be operating operating on schedule tonight. Lambden sighed with relief and smiled to himself. He could not wait to get back on the sleep train. He set the paper on his night table and got up, newly energized for his day. According to my latest incredibly scientific study, 81% of you should be asleep right now. And another 9.2% should be awake but not able to operate machinery. So I'll make this quick. Little Stories for Tiny People is written, performed, and produced by me, Rhea Pector. My in-house tech director, Peter Kay, runs my website and puts my stories on the internet for all of you to enjoy. Big thanks to Sophia for the super important reminder message at the beginning. And thank you to Jamie, Timothy, Liam, Cece, Aria, Layla, and Rosa for the incredible sound effects used in this story. If you loved this story, please share it with all storks with pocket watches, any and all moose, short or towering, it really doesn't matter, certainly any sheep who have trouble sleeping, and also your friends who might just need a good story. And thank you, as always, for listening in. (laughs) 